See what you did there. All right. Hey, good morning. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Thank you for spending some time with us this early. It's Bruce, it's Judy, it's Cheese, and uh, Free Falling. What's Free Falling this time? Yeah. The leaves. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've already seen uh, the, um, what do you want to call them? Landscaping people? I don't, that might be a technical term. Uh, uh, here in downtown, r- rotating plants? I don't fully understand what they do with these. They're, they seem to be constantly working. Although I did see... Something that I thought was just amazing. I wanted to stop and take a video of it, but I thought it would start a fight. There were three guys, grown men, might I point out, working in a planter right on the side of Illinois Street. Okay. One guy had this machine that drills a little hole. You know what I'm saying? Like a Mm -hmm. a auger. And he, he would drill the hole. The other guy standing next to him had seeds or bulb- bulbs. bulbs. They're, they're planting the bulbs. He yeah, would drop same. it in the hole. Mm-hmm. Hold on. And the third guy, <laughs> with a little rake, cover the, cover the hole back up with, with dirt. Have you, he- have you heard of unions? It's a three-man job. Oh, it wow. It's yeah. a three-man job. I was, I was standing, I was like, I got to get a video of this. And I go, they don't look like they'd think it was funny yeah. at all. Although I will say, Chicago does a great job. It looks pretty when they're done. Yeah, and they have to change them out every season. Now they're they're probably going to the or they're probably taking out the moms. I don't know what bulbs they would be putting. They're planting the tulip. You know all the bulbs that come up every year: the tulips, the daffodils. Now you not pay. You guys, you you have to plant them now. I don't. I thought they just put those in. And here's this will really make you sick. They then take them out and just throw them away. Well, that's what I was going. Where they are used to give them? Going? They used to give them away. Because they're not oh dead. Oh my god! The bulbs, the tulip bulbs, used to be so fantastic. Okay. And then what happened? People always ruin everything, don't they? People it was ruin a run everything. On them and it was like a riot. So they stopped giving them. You know, putting there them was out a, for. <laughs> there was a tulip riot. But did you know that there is a right way? And a wrong way to get rid of your leaves. By the way, why do I assume already that Nick knows there's a right Fire. way and a wrong way? Mm-hmm. No, here we go. Oh, okay. Into the ditch and throw is, your cigarette That in is the best way. No. You can't do that in no. most places. Not it's anymore. leave raking season. And it turns out, just like everything else, the city of Chicago has a complicated, very specific way for you to get rid of your leaves. I don't understand this, actually, because... It looks like in the picture the leaves are in a plastic bag, which that doesn't biodegrade. Makes, so, it makes no <laughs> sense, right? I'm like, wait a second, why? I mean, obviously, yeah, Chicago's got some issues. We in the suburbs, we we know what to do. We you get a brown paper bag, a big one, you know, the yard yard waste bag. You put your leaves in that, and then you put them right. on the side of the road. Wait with a sticker on them that you have to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless like you're here. on the North Shore, Judy, you just rake him to the curb and the leaf oh sucker truck comes by. And that, there's a and leaf sucker? Gonna, Hold yes. on a second. Yep. There's oh, a leaf sucking truck. This will blow your mind. It, yep, you just rake your leaves up to the curb, you know, off the curb onto the street, and the car, it's the truck, it's like what comes around to uh, clean the streets. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sucks, yeah, sucks your leaves up. Where you. have I been my whole life? Oh, obviously places that don't have a lot of right. leaves. <laughs> because, uh, okay, did you know? Putting your yard waste in the garbage can is a no-no. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, dumping yard waste in landfills 
is illegal in the state of Illinois. Yeah, it like messes with the environment. Yeah, apparently, yeah. It, it, it anyway, but you are supposed to put your waste in a bag. You're then supposed to call three one one and schedule yard waste pickup. Then you leave your bag next to the garbage bags. Your ward superintendent is supposed to send a special truck to pick up the bag. It is not picked up by your regular garbage truck. Oh, but the problem is it is. They just throw it on with the regular garbage. That's what they say. A lot yeah. of, uh, they, they, yeah. you know, garbage man comes up and just grabs everything on the side. They're not going through trying to figure out what's what. Now, yesterday I was having an issue. I don't know. Maybe Nick knows. I don't know what to do with my pumpkin. No, you throw it in your... Uh... Regular trash? No, 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 no. You would comp- compost it if you got a compost. I pile. do not. No. Well, I, think I don't it, live. She's out a normal where you person. Live. Doesn't yeah. have a composter. You feed it to the pigs, like right. I. And do. you know what, Nick? I don't want to give it to the squirrels because I hate the squirrels. Yeah, okay. They there we already go. got in Screw one. I already had to clean up the mess from one, and I'm not giving him the other two. <laughs> no, I get thrown in with your little squirrels. Getting. But I don't know which gar which to throw. I think I throw it in the uh, you know just put it in a garbage bag and throw it in the garbage. No, don't do that. Okay, I, but what? If, like what food. do you do? I have you two can put it with your brown when you rake your leaves. I, at least I, don't, I don't know. Throw them in there with the leaves. Really? Yeah, it's it's all it's considered a landscape biodegradable. Waste. Yeah. Okay, all mm-hmm. right. See, I didn't. Unless I, you want to make us a couple you know of pies. What? A lot of people have pumpkins out. What to do with them? You mean you don't just throw them in the street? Well, I like wanted, I kind of did want to yeah. chuck it. Yeah. There are some suburbs that have these uh, pumpkin chucking days where you can bring your pumpkin out and for what? free they'll let you use their uh, catapult and <gasps> stuff. Yeah. Is there like a victim that stands at the other end? That would be better. <laughs> am I, who am I aiming at specifically? Uh, your least favorite son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it? Here's something just to show you how this system, though, in Chicago, is so screwed and it's screwed up. Let's be. I, I explained to you what was supposed to happen. It's not happening. Yeah. Roughly one percent of citizens actually call to have their yard waste picked up. I mean, that is just ridiculous. Yeah. This, but these are the rules. Now, don't get me wrong. I try like hell not to do my leaves. I like wait for a big windy day and hope they just all oh, blow okay. away. Okay, I was gonna say. I, I was it's gonna, it's like what do you the mean? worst thing, and I don't know why. I just hate raking the leaves. It's it's like never ending. You get a pile, and then you think you're finished, and you look, and there's your lawn off filled with mm-hmm. leaves again. Yeah. And you do it too soon, and there are still leaves in the tree. And I mean, it's just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I had over 120 landscape bags last year. What? I beg your pardon. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, we've, well, okay. we've got a lot of trees. Why don't you, because you have such a big property, you know, mulch them. Uh, we do. We got a couple of compost piles, but the, the leaves are overwhelming. I was going to say, that sounds like more than you could do. You, I didn't know you lived in the forest. Yeah. I got, my, I got a little sweeper behind the tractor, and it sweeps the leaves oh, off. And, oh, my he's God. He's got a sweeper behind his tractor. Oh, Nick is a man in have, so many ways. I know. I have two rakes. Two. Uh, two Not rakes. Two. You tape them together. Two hands, two rakes. Two hands. <laughs> I mean, how do we manage to make something as simple as disposing of leaves complicated yeah. in Chicago? Oh, how, do, how do we manage to do that? That right? creates another job for the guy driving the leaf truck, right? Yeah. Hey, Tony, you got to pick up there. Yeah, but nobody's calling for the leaf truck no. is the problem. Because well, people have a apparently separate, don't know there's a leaf truck. Do they have a separate truck, though, for recycling? Yes. They do. They yes. two different types of trucks. Yeah, okay. the regular garbage truck is not 
supposed to pick up your yard waste. Right. There is a specific yard waste truck. That's got to be a good job, too. You're sitting around. Nobody ever calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Feet up on the desk. Yeah, waiting. sitting up there. Yeah. Leaves ain't falling yet, yep. I guess, huh? Nobody calls. Not for nothing. So, Nobody calls. Just, I don't go pick up the leaves. And you know what? Someone calls, you go out, and there's one bag. Right. What a waste that is. You are now damaging the environment the more yeah. than picking up those leaves. Yeah, they got to come up. Their recycling system in Chicago has been a joke forever. Well, you say recycling. Yeah, there is. We're not recycling anything. Yeah. Let's just be honest with one another here. Even the little blue bins, green bins, recycle bins, it's not. That's that's a bit of a scam. Okay? If you what are you saying? They go to the same landfill? Most of the stuff you throw in the recycle bins is not recyclable, A. B, uh, the cities can't keep up with. And don't really aren't really built for recycling like this. And that if you look at it, it I don't believe there's one city in America. Uh, I, I recently watched a, a piece on this that is actually managing to recycle things like plastic waste and glass in an efficient manner. Most of it is this is we're actually doing worse than than we should. We should just throw this stuff away. We'd be I mean, better I feel off. Pretty good about where I, in the suburbs. There's two different trucks. It's waste management. It's not the city, thank God. Yeah, but, so you but your idea is where does it go? Would, and the reality is and you know both those trucks go to the same place yeah, and just transfer dump it off. That's right. Uh, they better not. Okay. They, I mean, I yeah. do, you know, I try to do a good job. So do I. I, I, I separate everything. I just don't think it makes mention, a lick of difference. You'd be shocked at how much we pay for our yeah, garbage. Yeah, yeah, Aluminum yeah. cans, by the way, are up to 40 cents a pound. So if you want to save those and scrap those yourself, that's not bad. And this, I remember collecting those and it was, oh my goodness, a moneymaker. And this weekend looks like a very busy weekend for pumpkin smashing things i looked it up on the web of and course like you did glenn ellen darian okay. you can ah, take your pumpkin and right, smash I'm them going. there you go bruce judy and cheese taking a look at all the stories going on uh, uh locally you know around the state around the region around the country around the world and talking about the things that uh that you guys are talking about the things that you're interested in and one of them is and a lot of people have their their eyes on kenosha Kenosha, Wisconsin, where the Kyle Rittenhouse trial kicked off yesterday. Now, um, they did the jury selection, which I would argue amazingly, they managed to find uh, 12 jurors and alternates in one day, which is pretty amazing, you know. You, you got local jaywalking trials that take longer than that, you know. Yeah. Um, and yesterday... You had opening arguments, and the opening arguments did reveal a little of where where they're headed. So uh, prosecution goes first, and the DA stood up and uh, and laid this out. That's not the DA. That wasn't the DA. That was his, uh, the guy who was with him, Dominic Black, the guy who got, gave him the gun. Yeah. He testified okay. yesterday as well. That's the defense attorney. All right, so that that was the defense that, that he was uh, acting reasonably, and that that is uh, uh, exactly uh, their their thing. The, the prosecution laid out that there was only one person that in this sea of calamity, if you will, if you remember the scenes there of 
I mean, it, it, it looked like, like mayhem. A yeah, melee, was... thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Only one person killed somebody. Killed two people. And that's Kyle Rittenhouse. That, mm-hmm. that of all the other people that were there, nobody else felt they got to the point where... Um, where they felt the need to use deadly force in that way, shape, in Not some even way, police. shape, or form. Okay, which is it's interesting because there is video though, and I I got to tell you, if I'm looking at this, I think it's going to be hard to get a conviction. I really do, because of the chaos, because of the calamity, because there is video evidence of. People, um, if not assaulting, attacking Kyle Rittenhouse, yeah, we don't, confronting we don't, him in some way, no, shape, or form. Because he had a gun. He was carrying a rifle around. People were like, what the heck? You don't know if they were trying to stop him before something happened. But, but that, that alone is reasonable doubt. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. You're right. We have to see. I, and there is a lot of video. They've got this infrared video from the fbi that was flying above i mean we don't it just started we haven't seen anything but i feel like the sentiment certainly is well you know he was under attack and he he was trying to his self-defense but but all they have to do is is again you're you're you're, you're talking about reasonable doubt here that there appears to be a certain measure of of evidence out there that you know what there was some sort of confrontation attack assault provoked provoke against him he and was he defending himself a weapon he went yeah. there armed period right off the that's bat not I, mean, the law. A, I mean it is against the law but why? that's not he, what he's being charged with he's being charged no, with murder he is. he's being charged with a lot of charges right. but yeah the murder uh you know it's this is a murder case i don't think this is a gun possession case mm. well i think it goes to the murder right it goes to his state of mind he went there. Why? Why was he there? He didn't live there. Right. He went there. Did he go there armed. looking for trouble? Well, I mean, why else but, did he go there with a with a rifle? But going looking for trouble is not necessarily against the law. We're talking about the law. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you don't get. What are you in We're jail also for? I went looking sta- for trouble. State of mind in a murder is huge. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll see who. You know, it always comes down to who has the better case, right? Who has a better argument out there? And again, all you have to do is so. Uh, Reasonable doubt. All I mean, you have to all, do is yeah. Already, I think I read that his lawyer said something like, "Discretion is the better part of valor." In response to why he walked away after he shot the guy and didn't help him, you know, the mm. mob looked pretty angry after he shot him. I don't think most people go and help the person they shot. Mm, this is usually. kind of a matter of principle. Maybe you assume that. Yeah. I listen. I I. I don't think people are willing to die on the hill of 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 this trial as much as maybe some of the others because I, I just I think there is enough again I use the term reasonable doubt and enough questions about it and enough back and forth will he maybe be found guilty on some lesser charges yeah mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's enough evidence and that you could you could jump over that bar you know if you are a a, a jury I just, I think with what what they're charging him with, I don't know if you're going to get that. I just don't. I, I don't know what else you could, I, what else could you charge him with? What he did, we, again, he drove somewhere armed to another state where there was, you know, a riot, so-called riot going yeah. on, with the intention 
of what defending, of defending property, property or whatever he that said. Wasn't yeah. even his. I, yeah. You know, you have to look at the whole picture. You can't just say, "Well, yeah, it looked like he was going to be attacked." Well, he's walking around with an AR-15. But that's well, next to a cop. No, no less. I mean, the whole thing is so messed up. But I think sentiment is going to play into this. What case. do you mean? the sentiment around the country you know well i mean he was doing something good people were you know there were a lot of people who were upset about all the rioting and they look at him as hey you know he did something good but if you just look at the facts no you can't do that i'm not saying he did something right i i, I that's not what i'm saying i'm saying i don't well, know if you're gonna get right or wrong. you're not gonna get a conviction on on some of the bigger charges i think I he did think something wrong and he's gonna get off that's what i think hmm we we shall see. We know he, he we we know he killed two people. Period. Correct. Yeah. Wrong. And, and you know the, his attorneys didn't deny that yesterday. Sure. No. Right. They, they came out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You're going to hear. He did. He did. It's, he fired. As they say, you know. yeah, it isn't a who done it. Right. It's good point. Why he done it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if he felt threatened, attacked, my life is in danger. Will they find a couple jurors that agree with them? Yeah. That's all you need. See, no, I'm I, saying, that's all you need. Yeah, and you, you, know? you hope the jury looks at you know the whole case. Like I said, it's it's a lot bigger than just he was there. Why was he there? How did he get there? Why did he have a gun? Who did he get the gun? You know what I mean? There is a lot to the case, but you know we know how people are, and we're humans. We just we focus on that one thing sometimes. Well, I think you can't help but put yourself in that situation for some people. If you were attacked, mm-hmm. provoked, whatever, how would you react? And you're right. Maybe they don't look at well, what led? What was the right. three weeks that care. led up to that? It's, Doesn't matter. Yeah, they and and yeah. when I say sentiment, let's you know, let's not be coy. We know the sentiment in this country. There's a group of people who think it's okay sometimes to do that, and there's a group of people who think it's never okay to do that. Mm. And you've got you know the the Black Lives Matter kind of taste of it. You've got a, a, a so-called riot going on that a lot of people were upset about. Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot into play here. So Still time though for our criminal of the day. I got to give a shout out to Alika Saliafu. If I didn't pronounce it right, <laughs> tough tough t- you know what. Um, Not uh, the criminal Bruce. Of Bountiful, Utah. Who has some very specific chicken wing meats? <laughs> And is ready to kill for them. <laughs> Allegedly, Mr. Salaf- Saliafu was patiently waiting for his dad to return home with some delicious chicken wings with anticipation building for his dinner. Pops spreads out supper on the table, and that's when the problems began. It seems Alika only likes one flavor of chicken win- wings. I'm guessing he's a mild guy. Okay? And dad brought home the wrong flavor. Again, I'm just guessing here extra spicy yeah all right the son became angered at this order snafu and an argument ensued leading to alika pulling a pistol out Ah. and squeezing off a shot at his father that narrowly missed him traveled through the wall and lodged in the next door neighbor's dishwasher a struggle for the gun began which involved more shots being fired through the ceiling and alika eventually fleeing before police arrived why do I think this is about more than just hot wings? Why am I <laughs> sneaking suspicion? Just saying here. Mr. Saliafu was arrested a short time later and charged with attempted murder. So for trying to kill your dad over an order of chicken wings, you, Alika Saliafu, are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. Hey, good morning. 
A happy Wednesday to you. We're going to jump into the 6 o'clock hour, and we're taking a look at the big stories that people are talking about, and Cheese will start us off. Yeah, if you're just waking up and you uh, went to bed early because the game was on late, the Atlanta Braves are the World Series uh. champions. 7 to nothing last night in front of a Houston crowd. Jorge Soler, former Cubs player, literally smacked a ball out of the stadium. Literally. It, it hasn't landed yet. Yeah. And that's 7-0 run at the Atlanta Braves World Series champions. Judy? Nice. Republicans had a good election night, uh, winning the governor's race in Virginia. Meantime, the candidates in New Jersey are still locked in a tight race. And Michelle Wu will make history as the first woman and person of color elected as Boston's mayor. An off-duty Chicago police officer fatally shot another off-duty police officer on the northwest side last night uh it is unclear exactly the relationship between the two off-duty officers what is clear is that one person is dead the other one is in custody more details as that story continues to play out so i can remember when facebook introduced this kind of new feature did you ever get these little alerts where somebody would post a picture, friend of yours from high school back in the day, and Facebook would say, is this you? Is this you? And you'd click, oh, yeah, that's me, right? This and the other. And maybe you thought it was kind of cool. Oh, wow, look at they did that. Oh, that picture. Oh, that picture from college. Oh, I forgot somebody had a picture of that. Uh, yeah. But then it was like, okay, this is a little bit creepy. How the hell does Facebook know I'm in all these darn pictures? No, what was creepy was when they would say, is this you? And it wasn't. But it was I someone, never had that. I had it. Yeah, someone I never who had kind that. of looked like me. Okay. I, mine always knew it was me for mm. whatever reason. And a like whole this, bunch of them. And it did say, this might be you. Yeah. Like, what, what am I going to correct you? I, I don't even care. Well, no longer. But I, I, anytime, okay, so Facebook has become like the evil empire. It's the Death Star, isn't it? We're at the point now where I mean to be... And you probably should be pretty damn skeptical when Facebook starts talking about doing something. Because my mind immediately goes to, how is this going to benefit Facebook again? How, what are they doing and, and how does this uh, you know, add to their bottom line long term? Because I'll remind you that if you are not paying for the service, you are not their customer. You are the product that's being sold. How many of you pay for Facebook? Exactly. So Facebook announced that they are getting rid of that facial recognition software templates, algorithms, or whatever. And they will delete more than one billion people's individual uh, uh Facial face recognition templates as part of this change. Yeah. Right. Face prints, like fingerprints. So, why should I believe that, by the way? When, why would they be doing this? My first thought was, oh, they must need the space. It's like when you empty your empty your inbox. You're like, okay, we're out of space. I'm not paying for any more photos. Google Drive, yeah, get you clogged up. That's what it is. They need the space. I think so. There's only so much internet. There's only you run out of internet. (laughs) That is fantastic. Uh, That would actually be the best possible uh, uh, argument for getting rid of it. I want to believe, but. You know, I think Maybe one of the things... it was just wasn't, like you said, it wasn't profitable. It, had, it, did, it did nothing for them. Well, I 
I'm going to go on a limb, and, and I, I'm going to make some assumptions here. So we know that governments, uh, law enforcement, are using similar technology. Mm-hmm. Facial recognition, cameras at sporting events, street corners, whatever, that can read faces and track people in some way, shape, or form. And Facebook has been dragged into that debate. I think it is safe to say that a vast majority of Americans are not comfortable with the idea of cameras reading your face everywhere you go and somebody somewhere tracking your movement from a government standpoint. You know, it's different when Facebook does it, but I think Facebook was getting drawn into that argument as well. And maybe this is one of the things Facebook can do to ease some people's you know concerns without it really affecting it that much you know what if you, everyone's really upset about all the you know intrusion lately so we're going to get rid of these one billion pictures that really don't do anything for us anyway how will i know then when people post things from high school i won't i won't know <laughs> is this you right um i bet you can still do it right but you don't know it's it's not the pictures you post. It's pictures other people right, post. Right, right. But well, I, mean, I don't know if other people picture, yeah. people post pictures of me. How am I supposed to know? The only way I knew before was when Facebook said, but is this you? Yeah. People will tag you. That's different, yeah. And then, yeah, you'll say you were tagged in a photo. Right. That's still going to happen. Yeah. That's not changing. I mean, that's the only thing. I, I like that I probably see and use more than this facial recognition that you know, only once in a while does Facebook say, is this you or, or I don't know. And now, oh, is this going to stop all every day of my life when Facebook says, 10 years ago today, you were here. <laughs> oh, the memories. Do you like memories. to remember? Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Ah, some, a lot of them I do like, but some of them I'm like, oh, you know what? I just wanted to forget that. Yeah. Why I didn't, did I you didn't have to bring to. that up? Yeah. Well, you did put it on Facebook. So, you know, 10 years ago, you thought it was a good <laughs> idea. Or couples who've, you know, split up or yeah. gotten divorced. Huh? 10 years ago today, you got yeah, married to the love of your nice. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm smashing my phone. <laughs> uh, is this just a attempt to clean up their image? Facebook has been a punching bag recently, right? I mean, they've really been getting beat up. Well, I would have, rightfully so. Uh, you know, all these, these, uh, leaks, whistleblowers, yeah. uh, the, they call it the Facebook papers. And I wonder if Facebook has got like, there's like a file on Zuckerberg's desk. Here are things that we can do that don't really impact us that much, but make us look better than we are. Hey, it's time to pull one of those out. Let's get rid of facial recognition. Boom. Make that happen. Let's, <laughs> let's put that up there, right? We need to, we need to put a positive spin. We're doing it for you. I don't believe Facebook does anything for me. I just don't. I, that's not how they operate. Yeah. They don't wake up in the morning thinking about how they can uh, make my life better. That's And I'm fine with it. That's okay. It's a service. Well, if I it's can, a win-win, fine. If that's it's it's going to be a positive for them, and it, it is kind of intrusive. I mean, really, and we don't care. So, Well, it also, to me, means that they're past that. Like it doesn't have value. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what is what do I not know? What is the thing that three years from now we're going to go? Facebook's been doing what all along? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, you got rid of facial recognition and you can now what smell me? Yeah, right? like I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I'm like, what is the thing I don't know they're going to do? Maybe they're going to sell it to the government and get into the business of facial recognition. Mm-hmm.
Oh, the government. Oh, yeah, there's definitely. There's definitely. There's definitely yourselves not. Yeah, there's definitely something sinister, but we just don't know what it is. We yet. just don't know what it yeah. is yet, right? So, for now. That's how they work. Isn't it great? They're literally the Death Star. Oh, yeah. Facebook was fun. Remember that? <laughs> and now. Thanksgiving, right around the corner. That in and of itself sounds a little bit crazy. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. We are just weeks away. And, uh, you know, the people that do surveys take a look at what do people like and what do they not like about Thanksgiving? Let's talk specifically about dinner. Thanksgiving dinner. The meal. If you look at the survey results, when, when we think of traditional Thanksgiving food, if you wanted to keep everyone happy at the table, apparently you would serve nothing but corn, carrots, and mac and cheese because it's some of the it's the few things that people can agree on. Who has mac and cheese for Thanksgiving? Awesome people. Apparently, I've never had it. About? Yeah, I've never had it for Thanksgiving, but I've I would love it, it now. Oh, I'm going to make my mom make some. And yeah, because I like mac and cheese year round. I'm consistent. If I don't eat it in July, I don't eat it in November. I'm well, just, Thanksgiving that's how I roll. is what we eat for Thanksgiving. It, it's special, right? It's supposed to be. We I I don't eat hardly any of it any other time of the year. Yeah. Well, I don't eat any of it any time of year because I don't like it. Uh, and I am not alone. The number one thing that people dislike the most. See, we talked about this yesterday, and I was like, "There's no way." Cranberry sauce is at the top of the list. Oh. What? Turkey yeah. comes in second. It's huh. crazy. And green bean casserole is third. Not true. Top oh. three things people do not like. I don't like my relatives. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> That's number four. I am <laughs> shocked at all. Now, if you don't have, because I always host. Okay. If I don't have cranberry sauce, let me tell you, someone will ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near cranberry sauce. Okay, and I don't do the jar, uh, the can one that I know people do love. Where does I it like, come from? Well, I, Where does it come from, a can? It comes from actual <laughs> real cranberries. Do you do the cranberry relish? Yeah, I do the cranberry relish. Mm, and yeah. So that I even like it, but that that jellified lump of cranberry from a can. That's I don't the good get. stuff, but apparently I know, has no cranberries. Contains no cranberry. I have to have it because everyone wants that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants that. I, I switched. Black. Years ago, because of my finick, finicking, finickiness, I don't know if that's a word or not. Is your finicky? Very finicky. And uh, my mom finally gave in because I wouldn't eat the turkey. I'm like, I'm not going to have turkey. I'll have everything else. Okay, I'll have a little bit of mashed potatoes. I'll have some stuffing. And So now what does she make for you? We get ham. We get honey honey baked ham. Yeah. And I like honey baked ham. Yeah. But it's weird. Because I like it, but I can't seem to figure out how to eat it the rest of the year. Because it strikes me that you need a whole bleep and ham. And that's a, that's a commitment to ham. They like, do come big. Yeah, they don't give them like... Not only that... But I, I, I like yeah. peeling it off and you know what I'm saying? Like, well, there's a whole thing. For, you could eat it for a good week, but then what are you going to do with yeah, the Yeah, but bones? I'm not going to have it in July is the problem. That's what, the thing. Soup. For, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now there's soup involved? First yeah. of all, Bruce, you don't even... Uh, Honey baked ham is for Easter, not Thanksgiving. Or we Christmas. Everyone knows that. Or Christmas too? 
Christmas too. We do yeah. the same thing. We get a turkey and we get a ham because my mom and I don't really like turkey. Shout out to you. See, Miranda you and I practically separated at birth. Uh, what <laughs> is wrong with you guys? Turkey is don't like so turkey. good. Turkey is overrated. Overrated. Why don't you like it? Um, I don't like the taste. Let's really? start with that. See, it's such a mild taste to me out of all uh. the meats. It's super dry. Oh, uh, there you go. I was going to say, cooking you, it wrong. you're cooking it wrong. If you have a well-cooked turkey, it's the best thing ever. We Stuffing? Deep fried? Deep fried? Oh, how turkey. do you not like it? Well, I'm, I'm just never been I a don't think I've ever fan. had the derp, deep fried turkey. Mm, it's uh, pretty good. Listen, no, Shockingly good. enough, my mom doesn't deep fry turkey. <laughs> no, not on her back wooden porch. It yeah. starts on fire. With, yeah. a, can, with yeah. a can of beer in the turkey? Yeah. With, yeah. Mm. Come on. Yeah. Mm. To, what is the tofurkey? Uh, Chick- Oh, yeah, no, Turducken? No. Turducken. Oh, oh that's the duck stuffed in the chicken into the turkey. Mm. You're disgusting. Or you just use that White is. Castle sliders. I don't understand how people... Alrighty. According to this poll as well, how do people not like stuffing? Stuffing's the best. How do you not like stuffing? I don't like bread? I mean, I, I don't. I, where do you not like stuffing? What's fundamentally wrong with stuffing? Stuffing or dressing. Yeah. There's yeah. a difference. Okay. One has the giblets and is cooked in the turkey, mm-hmm. and the other's not. Okay. That would be the dressing, right? The dressing is in the turkey. Yeah, in the turkey. Mm-hmm. I do both. There is just and way too much together. in this. You know what? I'm going out to eat. A, I just you know can't figure all this out. It's not just another Thursday. It's Thanksgiving. You're supposed to do this. Yeah, the no. pilgrims did it. We're the just pilgrims. trying to honor the pilgrims, okay? <laughs> the pilgrims could... had canned cranberries <laughs> and sauce, yeah. and damn it, so are if we. they could make sweet potatoes or yams, as they call them, we I, can. I, why do I think the, the reason that the, 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 the pilgrims, which, again, I think we're, we might be mixing up some of our American history here, uh, yeah. were eating turkeys is because those were the only ones I could catch. <laughs> the, the, the slow, fat birds. Get those ones. Why aren't you eating other ones? They're too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I think that's how this tradition started? Yeah. That's well, what I think. Just, I see turkeys. I never think, wow, there's a svelte. Just quick so you animal. know, the turkeys are out. Yeah. I went shopping yesterday. They were all there. Sylvia in Michigan City, what do you do for Thanksgiving? Well, we used to, when my parents were alive, have your usual elaborate right. because we would go to my parents' house. Sure. Well, after my final parent died, my daughter told me when she was about 16, she said, I'm, Ma, do we have to have Thanksgiving turkey and all that? And I realized then after she talked to me that she never liked any of the Thanksgiving <laughs> Oh, my stuff. goodness. So I said, well, we can change tradition. Yeah. We can start out. So sometimes we have Chinese food. Sometimes we have Mexican food. Whatever she feels like. And one time when she worked nights, we had Thanksgiving at 7 in the morning. There you go. I like it. You're a good family. Sylvia, you make, you make Thanksgiving work for you. You're not going to be forced to do that. Good for you. It's going to get warmer again? Is this just, is this a, just a, this is a fake? Like, ah, it's cold. No, not really. It's going to warm up again. We might pick up, what, 15, no, this is good. 20 it's, degrees. It's good that we've had this weather because it, gives us, it reminds us where we live. Okay. But yeah, we'll be back in the 60s next week. Worry about it. Shorts this is and nothing. Again. Shorts this is and nothing, t-shirts. Bruce. Can I tell you that I have apparently turned into my mom? And I, I say this because I'm walking home yesterday. I'm minding my own business. I'm here on the mean streets of Streeterville. Come for the pier. Stay for the tussle. I see a kid. Let's go with 13. 
He's wearing shorts and a t-shirt, walking with his mom. When I walked down the building, I think it was 37 degrees is what it said on the little, we have a little thing here. It was everything I could do to go, put on a jacket! <laughs> What's wrong with you? Shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Walking saw, down the sidewalk. I saw several people with shorts yesterday. I didn't under... Starts with a three. No. Yeah. You yeah. dress, young man. You put some clothes on. You're some not coming out of the house. can't let it go. They can't let it go yet. I guess. Gotta snow before they put the pants on. So, with the talk, all the talk, of the Bears moving to Arlington. Ladies and gentlemen, you're Arlington Heights Bears. <sighs> Something did get a little bit lost in there, and it is kind of interesting that back in, what is it, 2003, that's when they uh, upgraded the stadium, if you will, Soldier Field, when all the good things. And part of that was... Uh, a, a little trick, another money grab that professional sports teams came up with called the PSL, a permanent seat license. Basically, a permanent seat license is you pay a lump sum for permission to buy your tickets every year. Okay, what are season tickets? That's the seat. So the, this is just called season tickets. This is a PSL. But I mean, what's the difference from just yeah. getting the season PSL tickets? The PSL allows you to buy the tickets. If you don't purchase the PSL, you don't get to reserve your tickets. No, but some people have season tickets that they didn't pay that money yeah, for. Yeah, that they had passed down yeah. from like their grandparents. So the PSL, I think, is something... Di- I don't know. I don't understand. I've never heard of this. But believe me, it's a lot of money and they paid for... Most of that new stadium, you know, the, the spaceship. But I but think it's... They do not transfer from stadium to stadium. Right. The PSL is for the stadium. It's And apparently it says that. Well, on we, you, when you do would it. have to know that when, because the Bears don't own the stadium. Right. And if they built their own stadium and owned it, they go, well, why would we honor personal seat licenses from a stadium we didn't own? Any more than we were going to honor just it so, if you were played in Green just, Bay. Just so our listeners know. We're talking for four seat licenses at Soldier Field. Personal seat license. $18,000. Oh, yeah. It's not. And, and these are at almost every stadium in the NFL now. The PSL. It basically, again, it you pay so that you can pay for your season tickets every year. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. No. It's, it's, you're a season ticket holder, and you, I think this is like an upgrade. Like no. you get a better side. I, well, I know because I know people who have season tickets. They did not pay that. There's something special about that. The PSL allows you to buy your tickets year after year. Okay. It just gives you permission. Without it, you may not get your seats. You might get other seats. You don't get your seats. You want it, You like those seats? Personal seat license, you're going to reserve them, right. basically. So that's it. So everyone say everyone's a season ticket holder. You want those tickets on what it is? You love say, the, the you love your section. You love it exactly. Yeah. So that person didn't pay the PSL, so you can go take their tickets. But once you pay the, you PSL, have to pay the PSL, but once you pay the PSL, <laughs> nobody could take your tickets. Correct. So that's you get, the difference. You reserve okay, so that them for makes lack sense. of better terms. So not everybody does that make does sense? It. Yeah. Is the PSL paid every year or is no, it a one-time once. thing? No. But so that's now, how the people like got grandfathered in. But if say. I last year I love the Bears. I'm going to get season tickets, so I had to pay the PSL yes. and then pay the season tickets. So, but this year if now you want they to keep move. Bears, yeah, I'm screwed. Right. Okay. 
And so, whereas the season ticket holders without the PSL, they're not screwed because they only paid for the season tickets. The Bears sold 26,000 of these. 26,000 people paid a PSL, anywhere from 800 bucks. I'm going to go, that's a really crappy seat. <laughs> to 10 grand. Wow. Okay. For your seat, one seat. And you transfer to a new stadium, and you start that process all over again. There's going to be some heated Bears fans if that happens, right? There's going to be some heated Bears fans. Yes, and the Bears have said, you know, it does say it right on there. If, you know, we don't know if we move, we move. But they have said um, they might offer current (laughs) PSL holders upon moving to a new stadium something. Having a right and doing what's right can sometimes be two different things. So a T-shirt. What happens so, to the people that are on a? Because isn't that something like twelve or thirteen years waiting list oh, to yeah, get season tickets? So do those yeah. people get bumped to the front? I have got to believe if you're a season ticket holder and you go to Arlington, they're going to offer you those tickets first. You, they have to. They they can't just go to the list. But there's more seats. There's going to be more seats. There's going right? to be more seats so they can open up the list. And sure. don't forget this, Nick. Um, sure, you. Oh, you've been a season ticket holder for twenty years. Of course you can buy tickets at this price. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to probably price out some people. Although I just can't feel so sorry for people who spent, who dropped, you know, $10,000 or $18,000. Like last year. Well, not even last year. I think a lot, of, hopefully, oh, then that would be upsetting. But I mean, if you have 18000 to spend on four. Oh, I know people just... spend a hell of a lot more money than that on okay, sports tickets. Well. Good night. <laughs> They're going to need a lot more yeah. money to build that new stadium. They are. With they no, are. you know. And yet you want to sweeten that new stadium? You, you're going to add a zero uh, to that. You're yeah. gonna, it ain't yeah. 10 grand. Yeah. It's 100 grand at least if you want uh, one of those. So, yeah, those things get a lot more pricey. So, we talk about foosball and the issue the Bears are having off the field, for lack of better terms, in the stand. But um, is there a kerfuffle brewing? I'd say brewing. I think if you've been paying attention, you probably know that there has been tension between Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen for a while. But it seems like it's it's coming to a head. Scotty has a new book out. And apparently, he um, puts into words things that many people have thought. He actually was speaking with uh, Dan Patrick. He was on the Dan Patrick show. And this is him talking a little about MJ. Can we point out that he's referring to himself in the third person? So right off the bat, I'm a little bit... Mm. Oh, wait, that <laughs> yeah. wasn't Scotty Pippen? Yeah, I'd like... <laughs> that wasn't some other guy? That was... If, my, if my you're not reaction, Scotty Pippen, who is? It's like, wah, wah. I mean, sour grapes. Come on, dude. And you know what? He's got a book out now. So, oh, how convenient that we're going to stir up some controversy when your book is out now appears that scotty also was upset about the the documentary the last dance Mm -hmm. where uh he didn't like how he was portrayed in the the documentary and that has a lot to do with it uh claiming that that uh michael was uh, condescending to him He's Michael Jordan. Anybody who knows anything about Michael Jordan away from Nike commercials and basketball games knows 
Oh, he is condescending. Absolutely, he is. The least of it. Oh, my goodness. That might be one of his best qualities. Are you kidding me? You know, I I have no problem believing any of it. The the Jordan stories are a lot, and a lot of them are are true out there, right? You know, you've got generations always fight amongst each other. Fair enough. You know, you don't want to be exactly like your parents. You want to do things differently. Mm. You got an older brother, older sister. You want to be unique. You got to do your own things, right? And so it was interesting when you find out what trends, social things or whatever that millennials did that the Gen Z, the, the next generation, is already sick of. So they started a list. And there are some fantastic things on there. I, I, why do I feel like Gen Z is like the Scotty Pippen of Michael Jordan? <laughs> you know, like we never really say we say millennials. It is baby boomers, right to millennials, but we forgot everyone in between. We don't talk about them much, and I think they're kind of pissed. The younger generation says hipster food is too damn expensive. Why am I paying fifty bucks for a deconstructed salad? Love it. <laughs> So true. <laughs> you know, exactly. You, I don't And they talk that. a lot about weird eyebrow, eyebrows. Anything to do with eyebrows, I would say, come on. We need to move on past that. Like the big bushy eyebrows. They're like, or like cutting, or like, yeah, some of the, what is the? Oh, the slice through the eyebrow. Line, that's, yeah. that's, that's I, I was, cool. You know what? No. I did not know what that was. I was like, what is wrong with his eyebrow? You saw it on Ted You, thought, Ted you thought it was like a, a medical condition? I like, did, oh, he's got uh, he papisha or whatever. He, <laughs> he came back for the next season. Jamie Tart, actually. And I could finally like, you know, fourth episode, I looked it up. So I was like, this is not right. You actually Googled the eyebrow thing. I did. <laughs> I didn't know what. I asked Cheese first. And he thought it was a fashion thing, but you weren't really sure. My daughter did it, and I was just like, did she just mis- mistake, make, a mi- make a mistake and screw up, or is it a fashion yeah. thing? But- <laughs> were you, how do you were make you- a mistake? Yeah. With the- <laughs> just trimming them. You're trimming your eyebrows. What are you going to do? Now I've just cut off half my eyebrow. Okay, so the Andy all, Rooney is still not in style? The oh, Andy Rooney, gosh. my good. That was like oh. two woolly caterpillars uh-huh. crawling across his face simultaneously. That Why? was amazing. I just said to myself the every time. Andy Rooney. Come on. Yes. Yeah. They were going everywhere. Yeah. They were moving that the whole time obstru- he was talking. I had to obstruct his vision at some point. <laughs> it's like he looking couldn't even a wear curtain. a hat. He could not wear a hat. Unbelievable. We didn't go over his eyebrows. What? Some of the other things, uh, when you take a look at it, that uh, um, th- they talk about is, I got to tell you that that the, I thought one of the good things, because this was a list, again, that the, the Gen Zers were talking was trying to get past this us versus them when it comes to generations. You know what? And that an understanding, and maybe it has something to do with technology and the way we're all connected today, that I don't think there is such big lines of demarcation between generations like there used to be i don't get a sense there is it sounds like a kind of they're blending together in nowadays a lot of ways. you mean nowadays yeah. i think they are and so the the new generation is saying you know we don't think it's going to be as much us versus them because i think that's a relatively new thing like i grew up my whole life not knowing i was in a generation yeah. i'm sorry and if it had a name i didn't know what it was yeah and how many have we had like since like but so you wait, see what, what i'm saying like it became the- a thing 
What was before the uh, uh, baby boomers? Greatest generation. Greatest generation. Okay. Ah. So I feel like the greatest generation. I, I, did I get that right? Yes. Oh, okay. Right. I, was about- I feel like the greatest <laughs> generation. Yeah, right. And before that is like one generation. And then baby boomers and everything. You know what I mean? I identify more with this these generations after me than I do with the ones past me. But I, but I feel like because it's almost like technology. Non-technology? Technology. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything changed. It changed so quick that it, you have to. It's so different that, you know, our my parents did not have even experienced what we, even I experienced. Of course not. Yeah. My kids, they don't, they look at me sometimes like I'm from outer space. Like, I but am y- not that much older than you. Isn't it the, the <laughs> what do I want to call it? The, the time frames, the gaps seem to be getting shorter, shorter and shorter right. and shorter and shorter. Like everything seems to have less of a shelf life, right? That and that and that makes a difference in everything. Yep. That that just time moves so quickly. Does that, I'm I'm not trying oh, to like be too, so now we'll have instead of like Gen Z millennial we'll have the the 2020s, right? You know I mean like those kids that were born and everybody's like, going to have their own identity yeah. identity, and then you're going to be the Julys. You know, I'm like, we're going to get it down to individual days yeah. at some point, you yeah. know, that it just keeps getting narrower and narrower as people try to identify themselves. Although, again, I, I think that the younger generation and I, I, you know, I'm talking to these are some of my, my, my godchildren and things. They really do look at things very, very differently. And if you haven't sat around and talked to a 20 something, um, you ought to do it. Uh, and listen, whether you like it or not, <laughs> they're going to grow up and be a part of this place. And they they just have a different different perspective but like i said i think you see other people other generations adopting some of those traits give you a great one you talk to kids today work for passion not for money yeah yeah and you say that to your parents or grandparents and they look at you like you just grew a third eye oh yeah Yeah. right you you lazy son of a that's your assumption is they're lazy they don't want to work this they want for something for free and they're like i was talking about i was talking about buying a house i think to one of my kids one of my and they were like that's funny that's you it's not me mom yeah like but you do want to get a house and get married they're that's not on their radar yeah no who knew we, I was, was such a trendsetter? Right. The only That's good true. thing is the you knew hipster. what you had to do. I feel like at least it was easy. We knew what we had to do. Yeah, I you feel bad that I was, box. I was this, born this and this. too early because I'm I'm much more, I, I, I subscribe to much more of this generation. I had to swim upstream. You know, I've been hearing from my mom. When are you going to get married? Oh, God. <laughs> been hearing about it for a long time. Right. Kids today. Seven o'clock hour, and we're taking a look at the big stories that people are talking about this morning. Judy will start us off. Well, Republicans had a pretty good election night, winning the governor's race in Virginia. Meantime, the candidates in New Jersey are still locked. A very tight race, although it looks like the Democrat is pulled ahead, at least at this hour. Bruce? An off-duty Chicago police officer was fatally shot by another off-duty Chicago police officer last night. Originally, or at least as of now, we think it may be an issue of domestic violence. More details as the story develops, Cheese. Yeah, if you're waking up now wondering, hey, I wonder who won the World Series. The Atlanta Braves are the World Series champions. Former Cub Jorge Soler stepped up to bat and hit a shot that still hasn't landed yet in a 7-0 game 
in front of the Houston crowd. That'll teach them. Happy times in the ATL yeah. today. That'll learn them. Nah, 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 nah. I like that. Nah, nah. I, I, I was cheering for Houston to lose. <laughs> ah, I felt less bad for Dusty Atlanta. Baker, though. Yeah. You shouldn't. Okay. Okay. Let's Cinnamon toothpicks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the Heather Mack story, I, maybe we need to rewind a little bit and kind of refresh your memory about Heather Mack and this story, which became a national story because of its salaciousness and because of the grotesque nature of it. Right, and it wouldn't happen in a different country. Yeah, so Mack was convicted in 2015 of helping her boyfriend kill her mother in order to gain access to a $1.5 million trust fund. So um, and they were on vacation. They were in on vacation Bali? in Bali. Okay. Um, and they stuffed. They killed her and stuffed her into a suitcase. Ugh, that that I think the suitcase is what kind of pushed right, the story yeah, over the top. Very, right? Yeah. Suitcase very story. Chilling. And um, so they were both arrested. Uh, I believe her boyfriend was sentenced to. He's still in the yeah, in cow. Maybe life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was like eighteen. 18 years. years. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. Eighteen yeah. years. Yeah. So she was sentenced to ten. She got out in. Seven, eight, um, and she's headed back to Chicago. So apparently. she was she was prego at the time of mm-hmm. the murder. She had her baby and was sentenced. And uh, you know what I don't know about Indonesian law. She had her baby in jail and got to keep it for the first two years. Mm-hmm. So the the baby grew up in jail for two years with mom. That's. Indonesian law. Wow. Yeah, your mouth dropped open. Yeah. I go, yeah, but listen, what I didn't know, right? Um, and then it went to a... Like a foster mom, but she still saw the baby. and Could still get like yeah, visitation and things. You know, you think in other countries, ooh. But yeah. you know what? the prison looked pretty good there. Okay. All right. I don't know if I want to end up in an Indonesian yeah, prison. But, but if you, you know. have to go to prison, yeah, you might want to go to Bali. Prison. I'm yeah. going to take shots yeah. at the Turks every like time they're right above us. I feel like they let her out to go swimming once a week. I don't know. It's just, yeah. So very hard. Heather Mack has been released, and I, I, this is not hyperbole. I hope that mean word means what I think it is. She is currently on a plane somewhere over the United States. Why do I say that? Because her flight is scheduled to land in just over two hours at O'Hare. Now, originally, she was going to fly to Los Angeles. But the FBI stepped in, and now we're wondering... And I think a lot of people are. So why is the FBI going to be meeting her plane when it lands? ABC 7's Gil Soffer had some ideas. So could she be charged? I don't I know if you could be could charged be. again. I think she could be because it was in a different country. I don't yeah, know. That you that- can't be charged for crimes you do in a different country that don't affect. No. Looks like yeah, but, but, She but- can't be charged with the murder, but she can be charged with. Like they said, conspiracy trying to get the money. I mean, uh, I don't okay, know. yeah, maybe there's yeah. something along those lines. I don't, and maybe Nick does. I'm not really sure what they're, why they're wanting to question her. I, you know, I, I'm not sure what angle they would have, but you got to remember that her mom, Sheila von Wiesmack, was a U.S. citizen, and she was a U.S. citizen, right? Even so, though the crime happened overseas, right? Makes you wonder that maybe there's some kind of repercussion here. In the U.S., hmm. yeah. I mean, I guess they could charge her again, but I don't know that the murder. I've just never heard of think... people who've committed crimes in other countries coming back to the United States and being tried again for the same crime. What about that girl who killed her? Her or was accused of killing her roommate in Italy. Italy. So those were all in Italy. Yeah, I thought like there was a Italy. trial here. Wasn't there a trial here? I'm. I'm not sure. 
Anyway, what we do know for sure, the FBI is like, uh, don't even think about going to L.A. You get your butt back here in Chicago and we'll right. talk to you. And we'll... So there's something oh, afoot, yeah. right? Yeah. Her attorney, uh, Mr. Claypool, spoke. Yeah, and obviously yeah. that was yesterday yeah. because okay. the flight Mr. scheduled yeah. to land yeah. at nine thirty today. And by the way, Mr. Claypool, yeah, that's not what the FBI. The FBI does. never the tells FBI, you what they they're going to do. They're not going to give you a little call, courtesy they don't call, hold press conferences. Yeah, that's what he's saying. I, I need a courtesy call. What? Yeah, yeah gonna, that's what how they. Act. If you're at O'Hare today at the international terminal, you're going to see guys in suits mm-hmm. with earpieces. Uh, it's you like know. you know, and it shouldn't be so public. Uh, yeah, it should. So okay, so there's a, there, this is a fundamental thing then. If you committed a crime, as heinous as murder is, and you were tried, convicted, sentenced, and served your time in the country where that crime committed, why should you be subject to more punishment when you come back to the United States? Well, like Nick said, because they're U.S. citizens. And and really serving, what she serve six, eight, six, eight years for murder for yeah. murdering her mom. I mean, I mean the way I, that's that, their laws. I, I, well, I mean, I'm not. Well, you know. but, but I think, and also it's it goes to the this trust fund as well, which you know there's there's a lot more to it. And maybe she was just charged with murder, and she should have been charged with. I, there was something about her cell phone they wanted too. Maybe she should have been charged with. I'm not comfortable with a crime. That was entirely committed in another country being charged that you have to go through another trial here, if that's what the FBI is thinking. Really? I'm not comfortable. With that. Again, going back to the U.S. citizen part, what it, what Nick said, what I think he was referring to was it, they, maybe they didn't handle the case well. Maybe she should have gotten then 20 you should be years. extradited and not be penalized in one country. You should have extradited to the United oh, States yeah. and then you serve, you, you, you go on trial here, but you, going on two, two trials for the same crime? I, we don't know if it's the same crime. I My feeling is it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the murder. It's going to be other things. Conspiracy, fraud, whatever. Maybe she started something here before they went. I mean, I'm going to say they maybe had it in their minds when they were going to Bali that they were going to kill her. They didn't just say, they didn't just wake up one day in beautiful Bali and say, oh my gosh, let's stuff my mother in a suitcase and, and take all her money. You know, and let me also mention Heather... I mean, this was a tumultuous relationship between her and her mother. There had been other police-involved incidents it didn't, it, with her. it didn't just come out of no, nowhere. No, it didn't come out of nowhere. And so there might be other things that they're looking at because they don't think she she served her time. I don't think she did. I'm actually appalled I, that I, she's I, been let I, out. I'm not going to argue that point. I'm going to argue you were punished and served whatever time that country said Okay, you, you did it. And if you don't like how that country did it, well, then you shouldn't have let them try it. You should have demanded that you be extradited, come to the United States, and we'll try you here and sentence you to life, death, whatever it might be. Well, but, but maybe as a courtesy, they gave that country the option of doing it first, and now they don't like the way they did it, so they're going to do it better. There, there is also this. Double jeopardy. I guess I like it. there I was never, so. um, there's no extradition treaty. That's my guess. Between right. the U.S. and Indonesia. So maybe it was like, well, we want her extradited to charge her here, and they wouldn't do it, or yeah. they couldn't do it. And Good so point. maybe it's another bite of the apple. they charge you with a crime that didn't happen in their jurisdiction, though? I don't know. <sighs> I don't Boy, know. we really need lawyers around here, don't <laughs> we? We do. Huh? <laughs> no, I say we just keep talking the- in circles. I- Somebody. 
you know, it's always a good way to start a fight. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese, and that comes down to pizza. I fashion myself as something of the pizza police. You know, somebody has to be a authority on it. And we're going to get away from the... You're going to make me mad, I can tell right now. ...argument. You can't imagine how much I'm concerned about that. Uh, that we're going to get away from the thin crust, deep dish, stuffed crust. We're not getting into crusts right now. Regular pizza crust. We're just going to talk about what belongs on a pizza and what doesn't belong on a pizza. The pizza police. Somebody needs to be the pizza police. There are people who are intent on ruining pizza. You know who you are. You put pineapple on pizza. I don't even know who you people are. Have you ever had it? I I don't even walk past it. Are you kidding me? It's It's an abomination. It you can't be, say that unless you've tried it. No, I absolutely can. Um, I got to tell you, I have a pizza theory as part of the pizza police. I have a pizza theory. And this goes to the guy who used to pay for the pizza when we would have employee meetings. You know, we'd have like a, a noon meeting on a Friday. All right, let's get some pizza. Yeah. Right? And I left it up to my... Uh, uh, Assistant once. Once! And she made a horrific pizza police error. She was like, okay, well, I'll get a cheese pizza. I'll get a pepperoni pizza. And then I'll get two with everything on it. Like the kitchen sink pizza. Yeah, garbage pizza. And I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. And she goes, what do you mean? I go, fine. Watch, Watch this experiment in human behavior. You put your pizzas out there. At the end of the meeting, let's see what's left over. I could see her sweating. <laughs> because she's watching during the meeting as the pepperoni disappears, the cheese disappears, and there's one slice missing out of these two kitchen sink pizzas. And she said, how did you know? And I said, it's called human nature. And I said, there are ingredients that everybody in this room won't eat. Yeah, There's something they don't like. I can't stand mushrooms. I can't stand green peppers. I can't stand pepperoni. Whatever. Every time you add a topping to a pizza, somebody in the room just tapped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody said, I'm not eating that pizza. So when you put 20 items on a pizza, you've pretty much guaranteed that nobody is going to eat that pizza. The fewer items, the better. Here was my thought process. If you do like a pizza with 20 items on it, with everything they've got, You'll eat a cheese pizza. You'll eat it. May not be your favorite. Yeah. But if you only like cheese pizza, you aren't going anywhere near that pizza that they put pineapple and God knows what else on. I have spoken. Pizza please. <laughs> well, I just looked it up on Domino's.com. Yep. They have 30 different toppings. That's ridiculous. That you could get on your pizza. That's Jeez. ridiculous. 30, and that's not including cheese. But I will say, I just recently, and I mean, what, a month ago, found, discovered a new topping for my pizza that I had never thought about or even knew was a thing. I guess. Terrified. Yes. Jardinera. Jardinera. Yes. Are you kidding me? It's delicious. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, it's it is. Vegetables. Yeah, does it contain vegetables? Yes. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, very good, like marinated no. Italian yeah. vegetable. I mean, seriously, I, I have I tomato on so mine. There's tomato sauce, isn't there? It's tomato. That's a vegetable, isn't it? There you go. Okay. Is cheese a vegetable? Yes. Not so much. No, it's not. <laughs> but there's just an example of sometimes you think it's gross and you try it and you're like, well, this is pretty good. Or you just don't think of a, a topping. You know, I didn't have bacon on my pizza forever and now. I really can't even imagine a pizza. Well, listen, bacon. listen, you've gone into the bacon world, and yeah. let's be honest with one another. We've talked about this before. Anything good can be made better with bacon. Mm, exactly. I mean, that's but just. But we've never put bacon on our pizza before, right? It's a relatively newish thing. There are some hacks out there, by the way. There are some good hacks out there, food hacks, if you will. I am And obsessed. I love when they come up with some of these food hacks because some of them. So here's what you realize some of the food hacks. You, you've always done, and you didn't know nobody else knew about it. And others are, oh my God, where have I been my whole life? Right? Yeah. Using a waffle iron to make grilled cheese. Genius. Except it looks like a waffle. Yes, but that soaks up like the tomato soup. It's like a little little bowls in your sandwich. Oh, mm. soak up tomato soup. Mm. How many of you? <clears throat> like ice cream in those little pipe thingies. You know, that's kind of the size now. You, you don't get the gallon anymore because, well, I'll eat the whole goddamn thing. But anyway, the point is you get the little ones. You can get different flavors. But I eat it directly out of the, the thing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to dirty up a jar for that. I get a spoon, boom. But it's cold. Yeah, it gets cold. Take a beer koozie. Slide your ice cream brilliant. into the beer koozie. It will keep it cold longer. And oh, uh, right? Yeah. And you can eat that's pretty <laughs> the first person that slid their ice cream into a beer koozie. Yeah. You. That's future president material. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like this one. Don't want to mess up ten bowls for tacos because I make a lot of um nachos. Oh, okay. Use a muffin tin. Which I'm like, oh my God, it's such a great idea. But I, you know what? I hate about muffin tins. What? That you have to clean them. Okay, fair so enough. So that just, yeah, I don't like that hack. I'm done with that hack. Well, don't you use the muffin liners? The tin, no. Oh, well, I guess you could put the liners well, oh, the in. They make the silicone <gasps> ones that clean really easy. That's, that's a great idea. Put the liners in first and then put your stuff in. So mm. this does involve cleaning. But <laughs> there's a lot of bottles you get, like a ketchup bottle or maybe a mustard bottle. Right, that you squeeze. If you clean it out, well, that's important. Uh -huh. Put your pancake batter in there. You can oh. make perfect little pancakes. Because there mm. is something about perfect pancakes, right? You yeah. can never like, do it I any hate, other right. way. No, I just do it out of whatever I, I made it in. I think that's what the professionals use. Yeah. But yeah, there's something about having a round, perfectly round perfectly pancake. Perfectly It tastes better. Never I'm sorry, it just tastes better. A, never happens with no. a ladle. Yeah. With the ladle no way. Never. Use no. your use your old ketchup bottle to do that. Throw hey. it in a chocolate sauce bottle, and then you can have chocolate oh, pancakes. Oh, you are oh. And you don't even have to clean out the bottle. Mm -hmm. That is a great hack. You're welcome. Gen Z. You're a genius. You are a genius. What are you? What are you? Gen Z. Gen Z. See? Gen Z, they have great ideas. I will tell you something I thought everybody did was uh, take ice cream. If you have a Nutella jar and it's almost all done, but there's still some Nutella in the crack, you put ice cream in it. And oh. then you just eat the ice cream out of the Nutella jar and you get a little bit of Nutella on your ice cream. 
Yes, Bruce. You're welcome. That would be called Go to the Last Drop. You're welcome. I'm not wasting one iota of <laughs> Nutella. Hey, Nick Gale is standing by. And Nick, pretty tragic evening for the Chicago PD. Right, and we have an investigation underway after a Chicago police officer was shot and killed. Uh, this quite possibly may have been a domestic dispute between two off-duty police officers. We'll tell you what everybody's saying next, but first, the WLS Weather Channel forecast. Coldest air of the season, settling on in, even colder this morning than it was yesterday morning when we reached freezing for the first time. A little bit behind schedule in terms of that first 32-degree temperature, but now a couple of more nights below probably 30 degrees. This morning, a chilly one, as most of us are in the, I'm going to say, mid and upper 20s to close to 30 degrees. Even some mid-20s and low-20s out to the west and north. But with sunshine today, we'll modify nicely, maybe a few clouds, high 45. There are two types of people in the world. There are those that can go and use the restroom in public, and then there are those that can't. I had never really been around the can't-use-a-public-restroom until recently. And it has shocked me as to the level of anxiety that some people get (laughs) around public bathrooms. Now, I give a bit of a shout out. So there was a there was a story recently about how there were no public bathrooms in downtown and that, you know, not only people who might be homeless didn't have a place to go to bathroom, but. Like you and I, you mm-hmm. didn't have a, a place yeah. to go to the bathroom. You as gotta well. go. You gotta go. So, the Trib had that story. Well, shout out to our friends at Axios who asked people. So, where are the secret bathrooms downtown? Where can you go if you are stuck? By the way, there needs to be an app for. There has to be an app for this already. Does isn't there a bathroom app? Oh, there has. There uh, yeah, has I think there to is. be a secret bathroom app. Yeah. But they came up with some of the bathrooms, secret downtown bathrooms that are nice. This one was really surprising to me, and I don't know why I didn't think of it. Northwestern Memorial Hospital. Oh my God, they got them everywhere. Tons of bathrooms, and they always have masks and hand sanitizer. Why and, wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of a hospital. Of course, any hotel on Michigan Avenue. Okay, uh, and why is that a surprise? Like, even I know that. Like, every hotel has a bathroom in the lobby. They just, all do. It's right down from where you check in. Yeah, you just don't think, think about to it. go into it. Okay, yeah. so so maybe it has to do with confidence. You know, because maybe you're like, well, I'm not staying at this hotel. Maybe I shouldn't. Well, but what? you know what? You walk in like you own the place. Right. <laughs> That's how you do it. You walk right past the front desk, give them the, hey, what's up? And then you boom, you go right in. And I guess it's because whenever I need a bathroom, I'm usually driving and then you stop at a gas station. Oh. I don't think about these other places, but here's another great one. I'm ready. The Harold Washington Library. It's open really? to everyone. Well, yeah. Okay. I hadn't thought of that. All right, interesting. They have a bathroom that apparently is huge. So, and I've tried to understand the phobia people who don't like public bathrooms. Is it because you don't think they're clean? Because here's what I would say. The Nordstrom on the Mag Mile. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Gwen Hotel. The Neiman Marcus. I guarantee They clean their bathrooms more than I clean mine at home. I guarantee you it happens. They probably have an attendant in their bathroom. There 
are pe- they are cleaning that thing all the time. Mm-hmm. You go in those places, and I'm like, this is lovely. I wish my bathroom at home was like this. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. I mean, this would be nice to have. This. I don't know if they still do it, but there was a time where everywhere I went, like out for the evening, I, you'd go, you know, these nice places, hotels, whatever. They would have an attendant, a lady standing there, and she'd have. Wait a minute, spray? that's what happens inside of a woman's bathroom? Hairspray, gel. Yeah. There's oh, somebody handing out Warm cloth to what? wipe your... Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. In a spa. No. Yeah. Never and been that... in the... Obviously never been in the women's and bathroom, me, and now I know why. They're hiding yeah. the fact oh. that they're giving away free stuff. Well, no, we go in and we look okay. We come out and we look dazzling. Mm-hmm. I assumed you carried all that stuff in no, your purse. No, no. And all you do is tip. No, it's very nice. What is now, this let me just r- mention really quick, uh, the W Hotel here... Uh, yeah, right here. Ooh, yeah. I love the W. Their bathroom, you go in, see-through mirrors. I don't know what that means. A see-through mirror? Well, that's so when that's I go, creepy. Yeah. Okay. Not Who's as, looking at yeah, you? Yeah, right. The boys' bathroom. And we're looking into the boy. It's not, obviously, the bathroom part or the stall part, but when you're washing your hands. All right. So when you're washing your hands, you can see into the I boys' bathroom. I will keep bathroom. that in mind. You can find love in the bathroom. Apparently, you know make eye yeah. contact. Don't make eye contact. Yeah. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> Is he looking at me? Is he looking at you? Is hey, he Mike in uh, Chicago Heights. Mike, do you know the two songs that DJ Cheese scrambled up for us? Yes, I sure do. Yeah, of course you do, because uh, all humans do, but go ahead. California Dreaming by the Mamas and Papas and yeah. Free Fallen by Tom Petty. Outstanding. You are a winner, winner, chicken dinner. You got yourself a pair of tickets to see the new movie Belfast. We have an advanced screening next Tuesday night, and uh, you uh, got yourself a pair of tickets, and I'll, I'll be going as well. See you there. Make sure you say uh, hi, Mike. Uh, by the way, can I tell you a quick Mamas and Papas story? Okay. Does it involve a ham sandwich? No, it does not. Okay. <laughs> uh, I met Michelle Phillips. Michelle Phillips is one of the most beautiful women who's ever walked the planet. Wow. She is stunning in person. Stunning. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. I met her with Wilson Phillips. Remember the band yeah. Wilson Phillips? Her daughter was in there, and I'm like, good grief. Yeah. It's distracting. Yeah. Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining us. We're going to kick off the 8 o'clock hour, and we're taking a look at the big stories that people are talking about this morning, including a Chicago police officer fatally shot by another Chicago police officer. Both of them were off-duty. They are referred to initially as spouses. So this appears to be a domestic dispute shooting cheese Mm, some sad news in the music world ronnie wilson one of the founding members of the gap band passed away uh, yesterday he was 73 years old uh one of the kings of funk back in the day right Mm. michelle Wu makes history as the first woman and person of color elected as boston's mayor new jersey's governor's race uh remaining neck and neck right now and uh Republicans had a pretty good election night winning the governor's race in Virginia. Yeah. Speaking of governors, uh, we have a governor here. And, you know, we talked about this. There was some public opinion polling that came out recently that showed how amazingly unpopular Mayor Lightfoot is. How unbelievably underwater Prosecutor Kim Fox is. But at the same time, how pretty popular 
Governor Pritzker is, which I thought was kind of interesting. How did he manage to uh, weather this storm? But is his latest moves just more of a um, more of an attempt to maybe shore up that popularity? Joining us right now from Patch.com is Mark Conkle. Mark, good morning to you. Good morning, Bruce. Thanks for joining us. So, you know, yesterday we had this uh, Pritzker signs this executive order on violence. This is what it sounded like. So, um, like me, you are, I, I get a sense, a bit of a skeptic. There's a touch of sarcasm to things that you do as well. I like that about you, Mark. Um, <laughs> but you saw this, and you actually wrote a piece available on Patch.com. Pritzker violence executive order smells like a campaign promise. Are you you are you seeing through this already? I mean, it was almost it was almost immediate. Um, you know, and um, when you saw how many Democratic state representatives, senators, the entire Chicago City Council Black Caucus all jammed into one room um, for a press conference um, on this topic, it, 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 it looked like a campaign yeah. rally. It sounded like a campaign rally because it was a campaign rally. And if it looks like a campaign rally, if it sounds like a campaign rally, it's a campaign rally. Yeah. And, you know, the people, uh, on the, the grassroots activists who campaigned for, for the, the longest, one of them is Pastor Anthony Williams. Over the summer, he marched to, you know, Washington, D.C. To, to, to call for this kind of, you know, executive order on public uh, and violence as a public health crisis. And when I talked to him, he said, well, you know, he's just pulling a Cuomo, and, and it's true. You know, the executive order in Illinois is a lot like the executive order that got international news when uh, Governor Cuomo in New York um, made his executive order on the same topic right around the time uh, things were heating up about how he was a, an alleged sexual abuser. Um, and in Pritzker's case, it's not, it's not as serious is that he's just running for re-election after billionaire Ken Griffin uh, called him out for not doing anything at all about violence in Illinois. So, you know, th that's where we're at. When the grassroots activists who wanted the executive order say, well, this one means pretty much nothing, um, you got to be kind of skeptical. So what, what would you have liked to see him do? Well, I mean, you know, maybe done something like this when during the bloody summer when people could have used the money. Mm. Um, you know, w what about um, two years ago when this happened or during the pandemic when this happened, when, you know, people like Lash State Rep. LaShawn Ford were screaming for, for him to pay attention to what's happening in, in, in black neighborhoods in Chicago and East St. Louis. Um, you know, maybe do something when you're not trying to win black votes because you're, you're afraid that uh, a fellow billionaire might in, in put in a bunch of cash for a Republican opponent. We saw what happened last night when, with governor's races, you know, New Jersey but was shocked. But Mark, coming down to this. I'm not trying to be a contrarian here, but you know, I, I started by talking about some of this public opinion polls. Governor Pritzker is 
pretty popular across the board for all of the things that you mentioned. And, and by the way, I think they're all very valid arguments. He's managed to stay above the fray, uh, whether it's, you know, this 30,000 foot, you know, light touch or whatever. But I mean, he's not unpopular at this point. I, I don't know where, when's the last poll that you saw, Bruce? Cause I haven't seen a recent one. Okay. Uh, we had one maybe a month ago. Okay, I, I, I didn't see that one. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. But, you know, last time I saw he was in the 40% range. Um, Maybe I was grading on a curve, you know. No, compared, no, no, it was much higher than that. <laughs> compared yeah. to Lightfoot's 3% or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you got to think about what's happened, you know, over the, last, over the last several months while he's been campaigning, he's been flying around the state, you know, handing out money, um, state money uh, for pet projects. He's been talking about things that aren't controversial, you know. Um, is uh, so so that's what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You, got to, you know, I wrote about this before that you know he's pretty much bought up all the support of the unions by giving them everything they wanted all year round. Um, it, last year, okay. Um, you know, every, every, you know, it, it's a guy with a whole lot of money who immediately when he got into office passed a bunch of tax hikes in order to fund a bunch of projects that he puts his name on. And and right now in the campaign season, that's what he's doing. He's going around, you know, handing out $25 million for a school in the suburbs that will help 400 kids. And, you know, this announcement the other day, he said, oh, we're going to put $250 million into violence reduction. And, you know, only $50 million of that, which, by the way, is like, you know, just double what he, he he spent on one school where Michael Madigan showed up at the press conference um, is actual money that's guaranteed. The rest of it is in 2022 20, and 2023, and that's a prop that's, you know, we pledge to give you $200 million if you keep us around, you know, the Madigan supermajority and him in office. And it, it, it doesn't mean anything. And that, yeah. that's what Pastor, Pastor Williams was saying. He's having a press conference about it. Um, I think tomorrow, and you know this is a you know the same kind of thing that a lot of people warn about when you've got you know uh, a democrat a, a, a democratic governor running for reelection they need the black vote and and this just happens to pop up and then what does he do he doesn't stick around and talk about it he gets a shot in the arm and he flees to the UK to talk about green energy. Mark, do you do you think he's going to face serious competition in the upcoming gubernatorial election, Pritzker? That is. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. But you never can tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if if Ken Griffin gets involved in the general election, you know, you know how marketing is and campaigning is. Sure. Who's got the, Who's got the best message? Oh my and, God! Can you uh, imagine though? Two billionaires. That'll be fun. You won't be able to well, you know, yeah, we'll turn on the TV uh, without right, seeing yeah, an ad. just buy up whole days. <laughs> hey, yeah. we, we, saw, we saw that with Browner, though. I mean, we've yeah. seen this before. It's just like, who can afford the state of Illinois? And that's what we're, that's what we're dealing with. Yeah, well, um, these days, I think we, there's something to be said for the fact that only billionaires can run for public office because they're the only ones that can afford to do it. Mark, thank you for your time this morning. Appreciate uh, the piece you wrote. You guys can check it out at patch.com. Uh, Mark Conkles, Pete's. Peace, Pritzker Violence Executive Order smells like a campaign promise.
Hey, good morning to you and a happy Wednesday. It's Bruce, it's Judy, it's Cheese. And a reminder that we podcast this show. That is right. You can listen back at your leisure. Whenever you want, I think is what that means. Uh, go to WLSAM.com or search for The Bruce St. James Show wherever fine and mediocre podcasts are found. All right. Uh, does the name Heather Mack ring a bell? Maybe we need to go back and tell a little bit about this story because, honestly, it was a couple years ago that the local woman was accused of a horrific crime judy that's right um they uh, she'd gone to bali with her mother and her boyfriend okay. and while there the two of them um and believe me a lot of people believe and i think it was even court records that she planned this all ahead of time they killed her mother and stuffed her body into a suitcase Ugh. which was then later found in the back of a taxi well she is scheduled to land in chicago in the next hour yeah Literally. Closer. Uh, she's been re- released from the Indonesian uh, prison uh, and will be coming back here. And the FBI has already hinted <laughs> that uh, they want to meet with her. Yeah, they don't hint. They say you're not. She apparently wanted to go on to L.A. They said, no, you better stop in Chicago where we would like to talk to you. Yeah. And so uh, we're expecting her to be met. <laughs> at, at the gate at O'Hare mm-hmm. uh, by, the only ones by the way who can meet people they can at the go. gate absolutely they get to go down to the gate they don't have to wait on the other side of security the FBI gets to go down there and uh, we're going to we're going to kind of see what happens her attorney has been been speaking about this already <laughs> it's so funny to hear that no that's not how the FBI operates they can do whatever they want will she face Legal consequences in the U.S. after serving her prison time in Indonesia. Gil Soffers with ABC7, one of their legal analysts, he said this. It is interesting because I, I do believe there are some constitutional issues here. And it may, may this may be a, a bit of a test case in that sense. Because I certainly get the idea that from a public opinion standpoint, people think she got off light. Seven years of a 10-year sentence. Her boyfriend and his cousin got a lot more time. F- 15 years, 18, something like that. Yeah. But they're still going to get out. I, I mean, yeah. they, they didn't get life. Right. Or, and you know what? In a lot of other countries, that's how they approach criminal justice. They don't lock people up forever. Well, and actually, they're lucky they probably were in that country. Some other countries, they may have been. The others know, are very yeah, much, I mean, uh, you're right. I don't know. It was a heinous crime, you know, killing her and stuffing her body into a suitcase. Yeah. I mean, and I think, the, isn't it the suitcase that stuck with everybody? Yeah, is that so. the reason why you this know what? is? It was a resort. It was a beautiful resort in Bali. I mean, it had everywhere just in all Bali is this. Beautiful. Yeah, it had all of these different facets that I think made it a national story. Yeah, and it was, without a doubt. Well, she is going to be landing, and we are going to find out a little bit about the FBI's um, intentions, might be a, a nice way to put it. But but there is a fundamental question, and it is, should you face charges for a crime you committed in another country, and you were punished in that country per, per their laws? When you come back to the United States, should you be punished all over again? It is legal, apparently, because it's um, the Constitution says you can't have double jeopardy, but that's being tried within for the a same sovereign. Crime. 
So these are two different countries. So, I mean, that's for that's for something like, say, someone's convicted on the state level of a murder. Then the feds can also charge that same murder. So but I, it doesn't seem like that's what they're looking at, the murder charges, as much as maybe something else. Like our earlier um, guest said, conspiracy, maybe. Mm. Or And I, I think I read that they really were interested in her phone records and, and oh. text messages and whatever that might be. So, and like I said, being the mastermind may be the conspiracy, Some not of so those much the murder. text message, uh, Judy, and emails were back and forth with Tommy Schaefer, her boyfriend, about killing her mom or taking her mom to court to get her inheritance. So, mm. I, maybe there's something there. Yeah. Alleged, federal law prevents a U.S. citizen from being prosecuted, a U.S. citizen prosecuted in a foreign country from being prosecuted for the same crime in the U.S. So if the FBI is looking at her, it can't be for the murder because that's what she was convicted of. How about uh, attempted murder or maybe not attempted, but uh, conspiracy murder to commit for murder, profit. murder yeah. for profit? Yeah. I mean, she offered $50,000 to somebody to whack her mom. They would, they would have to make the argument and charge her with a different crime mm-hmm. than the one that she was charged, convicted and sentenced mm-hmm. of in Indonesia. But again, that's a that's a fundamental argument. I, 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 whether whether the uh, the length of time is enough or too little, I, I leave that for people that that's what they do. But I do think, on a certain level, you did the crime, you did your time. When do you get to move forward from that? Yeah. When do you get to? If, if the answer is never, when, okay, when it's there's never. justice, according but, to the you know, in Indonesia, she's free. In Indonesia, no, she they, served was, her time. Like we said earlier, they were American citizens, and you know, maybe maybe they picked that place because they knew it was somewhere that they could ah. sort of get away with it. Who knows? Oh, interesting. You think they so was they planned it in a foreign country specifically? Right. Mm. Right. Interesting. I, that's, I'm just throwing that out there. And by the way, so there was all it was all about this uh, trust fund that was supposed to go to her a million and a half dollars. Her dad was uh he he's, he's a musician and musician, a musician yeah and mm-hmm. he they had a lot of money. She has since the, I think four years ago or something settled that case. Okay, and apparently didn't get any money. Okay, but that's not to say her daughter won't get the whole estate, right? So there might be another. Mm. Would you deny the 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 great would have been the granddaughter? Would you deny the granddaughter then? No, but if she's if she's he has custody of the granddaughter. That doesn't make There's any sense. There's also going to be hearing she'll, about that. She'll be apparently. the one enjoying the money. Well, it may have to do with whether the FBI puts her in handcuffs, but she's supposed and to be having that's a, why. a custody hearing as well yeah. about the daughter that she gave birth to and the first two years of the baby's life lived in jail with her in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. There's another part of the story. I was like, what? The baby lives in jail with you. And then was given to a foster mother, and that that foster parent is on their way to Chicago as well to reunite mom and baby. But again, it may be a pretty darn chaotic scene, you know, over over there at, at Gate Twelve. Well, I know, Who right? Yeah, well, it might like. be the place to be today. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because and I mean, maybe that's why if they put her in handcuffs, they're going to have to have someone there, have some custody deal with the child. Yeah, did she get off light? And now. Sorry. That is cool when they do that. Oh, it gives you a little goosebumps, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. Uh, hey, good morning. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. And 
Well, the feud isn't going away, apparently. If you thought all was hunky-dory in Bulls land, at least when it comes to those championship teams, the greatest to ever play, slide on a Bulls jersey, um, we're finding out that maybe, just maybe, Scottie Pippen doesn't see the heyday of the Chicago Bulls the same way Michael Jordan sees it. Is that a nice way to put it? Yeah. It's a very nice way to put it. Here's the not nice way to put it. Sour grapes. Sour grapes. Uh, Scottie Pippen has a new book coming out in which he um, takes umbrage. I hope that word means what I think it means. With Michael Jordan and his uh, attitude. He refers to him as condescending. No, really? <laughs> Did you ever read the book, The Jordan Rules? No. Fantastic. Uh, not a biography. Uh, but it certainly has a lot of quotes in it. And while I read it and said, well, maybe not all of it's true, I asked some friends of mine that are involved in the NBA. And I said, how true is this? And they were like, oh, absolutely. 100%. Yes, that happened. So what? Give us a synopsis. He's a, he's a jerk. So there was a uh, a center for the Bulls named Will Perdue. Yeah, it's when they had the three headed center: Will Perdue, Bill Cartwright, and Luke Longley. Luke had three seven footers. Yeah, and they're just like you just go in there and foul. That's all you guys do. Yeah, you, you take a shot, you're on the bench, right? So Will Perdue, and they they say they're in a game. Jordan is yelling at Will Purdue because he's not in the right position. Jordan would yell at players all the time. But he keeps calling him, he refers to him as Vandy or Vanderbilt. <laughs> okay. And he and somebody finally asks, why do you call him Will Vanderbilt instead of Will Purdue? And Michael Jordan responded, he's not good enough to be named after a Big Ten team. <laughs> <laughs> That's his teammate. Okay. That's the guy on all his right, that's team. That's funny. That's the guy on his team. I uh, I know Steve Kerr. I went to school with Steve Kerr oh. at the University of Arizona. And Steve told a story. We were at a dinner one night, and I hope this doesn't betray Steve's confidence. It's been a while. And Steve's come out, and I think he's been pretty critical of Michael. Um, Because I was like, well, how cool it is playing Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I got the look. What? And he said, so in practice... We'd split the teams up. We'd play inter-squad scrimmage, right? Guess who guards Jordan? Oh. The other guard, me. It's my job. And he says, now listen. And Steve Kerr told me, Michael Jordan is the greatest player to ever play. I've never seen an athlete like Michael Jordan in my life. Full stop, period. He would make a point in practice of embarrassing me. <laughs> he would make a point of making me look bad. He goes, I feel intentionally in front of my teammates and the coaches. I know he's better at basketball than I am. Everybody does. We're on the same team. And he would, he would, he, he wouldn't let up in practice because it's his teammate. He would try to embarrass me. And Steve said that made it very difficult to be a teammate with him. I've heard that from multiple people. Doesn't that make you a better player? Yeah. Like I've always thought, like when I used to go skiing, I would ski with the people that were better than me because I wanted to get better. So it seems like I think it's different if you're if you're on a a a a sport where you have a team 
and how your teammates react to you and how you how do you respect your teammates again pippin calling them condescending yeah well you know what all these years later but when they were the at the top of the game and everyone loved them there was none of this no one was talking bad about jordan now everyone wants to sully jordan i'm just you know and i'm not saying he was the nicest greatest guy in the world but he's probably just human and I just feel like at least I think he's much think better he, than yeah. human. Yeah. Okay, I mean he's <laughs> superhuman. When it comes to athletics, when it comes to athletics, but, but you got to be able to separate the two. Apart from athletics, he's just another guy. There were, I mean, you, why do we expect he can't be on a pedestal the whole time? There are all the stories out there again. When you talk about him being a teammate, a teammate on a basketball team, he didn't fly with the team often. He didn't stay at the same hotel, didn't stay at team hotels a lot of times. Like it was, that's why the book's called The Jordan Rules. There was the Chicago Bulls, and then there was Michael Jordan. Ah. And they saw him at games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it was a separate set of rules for him because he was the greatest player possibly to ever play the game. But does that ingratiate you towards your teammates? Uh, Scotty Pippen's new book leads one to believe that maybe... Just maybe. You can be the greatest player, but maybe not a good teammate at the same time. Hmm. I think that's a fair way to put it. Yeah. All right? I'll be interested. We reached out to uh, to Scotty, right? We would yeah. love to talk to him about this book. And hopefully we can get him on and he can tell us a little more firsthand of some of these stories. And maybe I can I can find out, is the, is the Will Vanderbilt story really true? Oh. Because I think that's hilarious. <laughs> You're not good enough to be named after a Big Ten team. <laughs> Might be one of the reasons why you... I think we're going to hell in a handbasket. Judy says she can restore your faith in humanity. Well, did you hear about the Australian coolie named Bear, who's been named a hero? Now, the dog won an award from the International Fund for Animal Welfare after he rescued over 100 koalas after bushfires. Koalas! Oh, so cute. Now, Bear was trained at the University of the Sunshine Coast, where the Detection Dogs for Conservation team taught the former rescue to use his heightened sense of smell to hunt out the injured koalas among the ashes. Bear got extra pats and play <laughs> after he was honored. His sense of it's very easy to have a dog. His sense of smell, along with his enthusiasm for play, made him ideal for research projects such as recognizing the scent of koala fur in the bush. Mm. His heroics have earned him worldwide recognition via his Instagram page, Bear the Koala Dog. Now, Bear has an ongoing day job of locating koalas for welfare rescue missions. His handler says he's always happy to lend a paw. He's a, he's a koala rescuer. Thank restaurant. you, thank you, and I'll be appearing yeah, again at 7. That is fantastic. <laughs> Bear. I, I had a collie as a kid named Bear. No. Bear is a good dog name. Is it a good dog? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Bear. Bear was so big that we used to ride him. Oh, nice. You know, we had the go. pictures of us like holding on and Bear with, with a look on his face like these yeah, Damn, yeah, hairless apes riding yeah. around on the air. <laughs> but as little kids, we did that. Hey, thank you very much. Restoring faith in humanity. We've also got uh, a lot of people to thank for this. MG and the entire posse over there in Mission Control. Hit all the buttons and make things happen. Thank you, guys. Uh, in for producer Miranda, doing her work on the other side of the bullet pre- uh, double-pane bulletproof glass. We've also got DJ Cheese working the ones and twos all morning long. Thank you, sir. And Nick Gale. He'll uh, stick stick around, shall you? Yeah, News. for a while. Why not? <laughs> News, traffic, weather, all the information you need to get through your Wednesday. It's coming up next right here on 890 WLS.